Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. It's a Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Get your horns up, gent. Big weekend in recruiting. Big end of week in recruiting. I did a little mini show on it. Nick, I want to get your thoughts. We officially go to Bama. Take their guys. We are the winners of the Saban, DeBoer, all the head coaching changes. Texas reaping the benefits. We're also getting movement on 2025 class. And guess what? You told me pre-show. Ain't too early for the 2026 class because we're getting movement there as well. Want to hear your thoughts on the recruiting, and then we'll get into a little Texas basketball as we beat Baylor in a season-saving game. I'm saying it. Yeah, we've had a great week, and uh, we're still not done. You know, adding all the the Bama guys, Amari Nye Black, the tight end, uh, Blackshire, the linebacker, Isaiah Bond, which is obviously the, the shiniest of the toys at wide receiver. Um, probably, you know, one of the better receivers coming into college football next year. He's going to probably be on the Bolitnikoff watch list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Silas Bolden from Oregon State, who's a very versatile punt return, kick returner, and can play some slot. So no shortage of weapons here at Texas. You know, Sark doing his thing as always. But, yeah, you had mentioned that we're getting into the mix with the 2025 and 2026 class. Added uh, an edge named Lance Jackson. He had a great junior day. Successful junior day when you come out with a guy who who wants to – commit right off the bat so that's a big one for us a big one that can you know make some waves for that class next year and then our first commitment we received for the 2026 class is running back out of alito uh ray sign guillory so he's mm. a running back uh, i think right now he's listed as a four star you know he has a chance to work his way up into a five star he's got two years to prove that but you know rbu got to continue the mold here of what we've, we've been building you know i mean we got jared gibson coming in but cj baxter Jaden blue all these guys building the the uh, the RBU that we've been so you know adept to saying about these horns for the last couple of years. So we're excited what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's really amazing. There's no the season never stops, especially with the recruiting cycle, transfer portal it never stops. You're always recruiting constantly. I'm still curious to see what happens. I don't know if guys would jump ship from Michigan if Harbaugh uh, leaves. Right. So if Harbaugh leaves, we don't know it necessarily. Sorry, I was getting text messages uh, that I have to reply to later. If Harbaugh leaves, we don't, don't necessarily know if guys will move from Michigan to Texas considering we play them week week two. But hypothetically, be very awesome if we could go and reap some of the guys if they do enter the transfer portal um, following hit, hit him departing um, yeah. the, it, for the NFL in the coming days. Now, I, I think it's really awesome that we're going out and getting guys, big junior days. That's huge. And it uh, just comes with winning. Like guys want to be a part of this program and guys want to come in again. Like we always say all the time, like 
if Texas is winning football games, guys want to join that and be a part of that and be a part of the SEC football. Now that we'll be there, they want to be a part of like, you know, Lance Jackson, he's, he's an edge guy. Like he, he's going to want to come in. He sees how productive we've been with a lot of those players and it's the RBU as well. It's like, why not add your name to a list of guys that have been unbelievably successful, you know, for as long as time, even when we weren't good in the mid two thousands, like, they have been a really strong running back group. Even like Devont, Deontay Foreman's a guy you know you think of in in that cycle. So RBU is alive and well. It's great that we get a guy from the 2026 class, and and obviously all the transfer portals that we've been dominating on is pretty remarkable. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the grind never stops. All gas, no breaks, as they say. But um, you know, we got some big things to to keep ahead. You know, there's there's always more recruits that come in. There's always more official visits that come. You know, guys keep on adding their names to the transfer portal list and you just got to stay active but yeah we're really we're trending in the right direction every single day every single week and uh you know the the game never stops but hoops hoops baby big, big win against baylor at home the other day um number nine Bay baylor got knocked off by that last second buzzer beater by our by our man tyrese hunter yeah i mean it was it's really a season saving game you know, we had the West Virginia game, which was a disaster. West Virginia took down Kansas, so it's not looking too, too terrible. We see Oklahoma tomorrow night, which is exciting, uh, on Tuesday night, and that's a big rivalry game in Norman that we have to win. They have Otega and McCollum, two really strong guards. UCF was a disaster. West Virginia was a disaster. Texas Tech, obviously not a great start to Big 12 playing college hoops. And then we get the Baylor Bears at home. And any way you slice it, like Baylor – they have Scott Drew, who's won, a which has won a national championship before. They are a true powerhouse in college basketball. They have Misi, their big man, who's a pro. And they have Jacoby Walter, who will probably be a top 10 pick and exemplify that, in my opinion, on Saturday. When You know, really aggressive rebounding, great from the line, good at getting to the rack. Kind of reminded me of even more efficient game than Keontae George had against us last year when he felt like he was getting to the line every single play. Yeah. But when push came to shove, Texas came out shooting, right? And Aceves had a really strong game, not only shooting the basketball, but for for but for facilitating for us as well with seven assists. Uh, you brought up Tyree Center, who had the game-winning shot, and I like what Rodney Terry did with the no call on the timeout, and you know trusted our boys, had a good play that they knew to get to drawn up they could execute and caught Baylor on their heels defensively and he ran it up the gut and piped it down the middle and, and it was a really awesome take once he had a full head of steam and he was driving to the pan like you you were really confident he was going to score like he was moving down quick and he had an excellent game to Sue's coming into form um Mitchell I, I think you know we we herald him all the time for coming back and I think he'll still need another year of seasoning but his role is getting more and more carved out he's an uber athlete and and just he was in foul trouble too in the game um but Shedrick was a nice spell guy for him I would love to see us rebound a bit better my personal opinion I like Weaver as a defensive spark plug leaves a lot to be desired leaves a lot to be desired offensively I love Brock Cunningham and what he brings but ultimately I'm glad that he is towards the back end now of the rotation. He's a really good spark guy, really good glue guy, but he, there are other better basketball players in this team and they need to be working the rotation more. I like, you know, the two bigs um, getting good valuable minutes and, and Shedrick and Desue, of course, who's arguably our best player in a given game. And then Mitchell, you know, like playing Cunningham's position, like leading the charger minutes and he's really strong defensively and he's a real, real threat as a high flyer. And, yeah, just like a really nice element that not every team in college basketball has. 
on offense. So really amazing win saves our season. We would have been one and four in big 12 play, which would have pretty much put a nail on the coffin in my opinion, going forward is because it gets more daunting. Again, OU is really good. We have to play BYU. We have to play Kansas. Um, our schedule doesn't get any easier by any stretch of the imagination. And yeah, I mean, we play Houston at home. Thank God. And in, in next week, and then, you know, it's still a gauntlet. Iowa state's ranked. We're at Kansas. We have to go back to tech and we have to go to Baylor. Like it, this was a this honestly like was as much of a must win game as we we could have imagined in January. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it changes the the team morale and just what's going on in the locker room. You lose a game like that, you know, against Baylor. This is one of the last times you play them. Is it the last time we play them on the schedule? Do we have them again? Because I mean, we're leaving the Big we, Twelve. We, 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 yeah, we go to Waco. Okay, so we go to Waco because I know that we don't play every team twice this year because we added so many new teams, but. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the last home game that you will see Baylor. So it, it's it's a, a resounding win. It's big for the program, big for the morale of the locker room and just getting these guys, you know, to feel good about themselves because we're going to blink in February is going to be over and we'll be in March. And, and that's that. And that's when, you know, you really need to start putting things together. I mean, this team, I still think has a lot to prove. They, you know, there's so many new guys that come in the building and the transfers, uh, you know, young guys that have come up. But also there's some veteran leadership there that, you know, really is looking to make a statement here and put a stamp on their college careers and the clock is ticking. So mm -hmm. hopefully they yeah. ride this momentum and they continue to, to roll with the punches and they can continue to have success in conference play and knock off a string of wins. And once you get confident, anything can happen in March. Yeah, absolutely. We just got to get there. Of course, I think. The it's West Virginia, like, it's not a lot. The reason we thought we were locked in to make it, we're like, this will be an easy, you know, bid to get in there. But there's been some ugly losses that I think um, have made us question ourselves. But it looks like we're getting back on track. Yeah, we are, but we're swinging from our heels a little bit, like you're saying. Like you, the UCF loss is not good. The West Virginia loss is not good. The terrible. Cincinnati oh, one, the, sorry, the Texas Tech one, I could stomach. Like that's a, they're always a good basketball program, no matter who their head coach is. But right. the West Virginia loss, yes, I know Kansas lost them. That's a pretty, that's a really bad loss. And, and the UCF one, the, them coming all back into that game is is pretty disastrous. Mm -hmm. So we are playing and get backs against the wall. Houston looks really excellent. Um, they, they scare me. I, I, I don't think we'd be as lucky going into Baylor at the end of the season. So the real pickup wins, like our magic number, we're probably, we're, we're 13 and five right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to get to 20 wins somehow. I think we have the home games we have, we have to really sweep almost in my opinion. And that's Iowa state, West Virginia, Kansas state, and Oklahoma state. We have to win off, you know, all those games and Oklahoma at the, at the last game at the end of the year, that gets us to 18 wins. And then we're going to have to go on the road at TCU and win that game. And we're going to have to beat Baylor on the road. If those, if all those things happen and then that, that includes me anticipating us dropping a game against Houston at home, dropping at Houston, at Kansas, at Texas tech and at Baylor. But if all those other things happen, I think we make the dance probably as like an eight or nine yeah. seed. Yeah. I mean, look, I, we're optimistic. We think, we think this could happen, but then the day, like, you know, you guys got to perform on the court. Uh, yeah. One thing that I, I forgot to mention about football recruiting, uh, we had mentioned last week that DeAndre Robinson, DeLyman, was looking to get out of his uh, letter of intent, and that ended up happening. And we thought he would go to LSU, right, to follow Bo Davis, committed to Florida. Mm, mistakes. Pretty interesting. So Big it's cool. Mistake. I mean, you know, they, they stole one from us, but we stole a bigger one from them in Xavier Filsame. So 
uh, I guess I'll take that switch. But yeah, at the end of the day, look, if a guy's unsure about being here and, and doesn't want to rep the burn orange, then whatever. We, we're mm-hmm. better off without you. But uh, wish you the best of luck. But, you know, the Bo Davis thing, you know, there is, there's a ripple effect. Hopefully we, we fill the shoes here pretty soon. I've, I've been hearing some pretty cool names. But at the end of the day, I mean, they just got to fill that position with someone that's going to inspire these young men to to be animals out there. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we Jabbar Muhammad's taking a visit to Alabama, but we have his cousin there in Malik. So hopefully that that news comes this week and we lock yeah. that down. It'll be pretty exciting. I mean, look, it's cool to go back to or to go to Bama and like play for your head coach that you've played for the last couple of years. But like how many guys have the opportunity to play with family, you know, at the yeah. same university as family? Not many. And so I think that's a an X factor that Texas has, an edge. Um, you know, the Muhammad Muhammad uh cousins on each side you know muhammad islands yeah uh, across muhammad each other so that'd be pretty cool yeah be awesome absolutely awesome well great stuff we'll see you guys we have a special one we teased it last week it was supposed to happen last week it's happening this week tomorrow very exciting something we never done in the horns up history of the show so get pumped for it fisher dj nikki snacks Crider. we'll see you guys next time psychedelics, psychedelics. we out ya. we love you Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.